0: hello and welcome to Sarah's simple thoughts. My name is Sarah Rebecca and I am just so excited that you are here today. We're going to be talking about perfectionism, people pleasing, overachieving and seven signs that you fall into this realm of recovering perfectionists, people pleasers and overachievers. And, you know, that you're just ready to go. You're ready to recover and If you are exhibiting any level of one of these seven, you know, just know that it is possible. It is possible to recover. It's possible to get past these things, but these are seven things that are majorly getting in your way of success, of relationships, of a good relationship with yourself, of parenting, Any role you have, whether it's in the workplace, professionally, or familially, these are seven things that could be possibly getting in your way. And if you have these seven things, it is a good sign to take a step back, evaluate on a scale from one to 10, how severe each of these points are for you and how you want to intentionally move past them if you choose to move past them. and. Just dive in to all of the beautiful things that come when you get past these seven things. So, what are these seven things? The seven things that illustrate that you are a perfectionist, people pleaser, or overachiever and are getting in your way of all you most desire are number one. We cannot accept praise. And I say we because I definitely fall in this category too. I am definitely recovering from all three of these things, perfectionism, people-pleasing, and overachieving. And I definitely have to reevaluate these seven things from time to time too. So we cannot accept praise. It's so interesting that it is very hard for people who fall in these categories to not be able to do it. I call them deflectors and it's so interesting how people will consistently do this so for example you have someone over to eat and they say oh my gosh this food is so good a deflector will say oh yeah yeah no it was really easy to put together and um you know it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that hard none of that is applicable but it makes it so that the A person suffering from these seven ailments can feel okay about someone saying something good about them, right? Um, I see this a lot in women. Oh my gosh, I love your sweater. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I got it discounted this last weekend. It was like only like 15, 15 bucks. Deflectors really have a hard time when... Someone says something nice about them, about their abilities, about any of their resources or assets, and so they just they can't accept any praise, they can't accept any recognition. So this is really at the heart of it. There's a lot of different things going on, but I've noticed that the simplest thing for me is when, some, when someone says something good, you say thank you and then give a genuine compliment back if you would like. But it took me forever to learn (laughs) that it is perfectly normal and it is societally acceptable to just say, thank you. I don't know why this took me so long, but if someone says, oh my gosh, I love your dress, I just say, thank you. And that's that. Number two, we can't accept gifts or services graciously. I don't know what it is, but we just feel like we are undeserving and it is really hard for us to accept people's offerings either materially or offerings um, in terms of their time and efforts, right? And so this comes up for me every year at Christmas time. I really struggle to come up with you know, if people ask me what they should get me, you know, I really, really, really struggle because at my core, again, very similar to number one, I don't believe that I deserve gifts. I don't deserve good things. Is the message that I'm telling myself. And so the way that I have navigated through this is saying, this is a beautiful exchange of love, and it would be selfish to deny the other person that, and. I am worth it. And I really believe, you know, any number of messages. I mean, this goes back to I think one of our other episodes called the messages we send ourselves. But I think ultimately the way to overcome these is through various levels of coaching and or therapy and being able to educate ourselves on what they are and ultimately reprogramming the messages that we are telling ourselves all right number three (sighs) we engage in negative self-talk and this also i think really ties into number two and that we don't feel that we are worthy of good things especially self-praise and whenever we make a tiny mistake we feel we need to compensate i'm here to tell you (laughs) that nowhere ever Is it reliably sourced that we need to be, we need to be punished to some level? Who comes up with that? Where does it come from? Who is it that's supposed to carry out the punishment? But for whatever reason, I've noticed that perfectionistic people, people pleasers and overachievers feel that when something bad happens, they need to level the scale. And I don't know why we feel this way. I don't know why we feel that we are so mighty that all the powers of justice are in our own hands. I literally don't even know. But I think we ultimately need to realize that number one, negative self-talk doesn't help us and it doesn't help us get better. And number two, it's really not our job to do that. I meet with a lot of clients and a lot of them are trying to get over bad habits that supposedly they are saying bad habits. I just like to say, hey, everything is neutral and how we're thinking about it is bad, right? But these are habits that they don't want anymore and they want to replace them with other habits and they'll come to me and they'll just say, oh my gosh, Sarah, I did it and then I... I ate a whole bunch because I just, I just felt like I needed to punish myself or I, I just thought all these awful things about myself and I felt like I just needed to do that to remind myself to never do that thing again. And as time progresses, we realize that these different levels of self-punishment aren't really, they aren't really working. They're not really working to enact real change. Alrighty. Number four, this really ties into number three. These are all overlapping. Um, but number four is feeling and telling yourself that you deserve it. So this is when we ourselves just say, Oh my gosh, like I did this bad thing, but I deserve to feel this way. I deserve how other people are treating me. I deserve whatever. I just, the, these, um, Tendencies have this repetition around, oh, I don't deserve it, I am inadequate. I deserve anything bad that comes my way. And if nothing bad happens as a result of my actions that I believe are bad, then I need to create something bad by either talking to myself or engaging in some level of self harm, which as we should address here, if it is getting dangerous, right, we need to be talking to a professional, a psychiatrist, a psychologist about our levels of self harm around these different tendencies that we are having. Number five is the inability to separate from other people's impressions of us. It is so interesting because as inherent people pleasers, we have this tendency to want to be perfect in everybody's eyes. We want to accommodate for everybody's emotions and we want to exceed everybody's expectations and we want to do that constantly. We want to be doing that All of the time. And as you can imagine, it is incredibly draining and it is unsustainable. So this is one giveaway that we are in need of a cure. Because ultimately, until we can separate ourselves from how we wish other people to look at us and perceive us, it's going to be really difficult to get to a point in time where we are healthily pursuing our goals and healthily putting out our image to other people. Number six. This one is really interesting and I see it over and over and over again in clients and in myself previously, I actually have not seen this one in myself for quite some time, but I do remember having it. And that is rather than communicating our needs, we internalize a message about what the other person is doing and hence what we believe about ourselves. So for example, Instead of saying, oh my gosh, it really hurt me when you said that, uh, I just want to let you know so that we can move forward and so that I can get some reassurance that you actually do care about me because the message that I am sending myself is that I'm not priority and I just need your reassurance. That is the ideal way to go about this. The way that indicates that maybe it's time to look into recovering is when we say, To ourselves, wow, they said that really mean thing. And then now I feel like they are not talking to me. That may be because I am just not worthy of their time and attention. And they don't feel like I'm a good friend. And maybe they just don't want to be a good friend to me anymore. And I think I deserve that because obviously I'm not a good enough friend to them. And right. And we just start to spiral. Okay. Another example is, oh, they did not invite me, so event, and then after event is message we're sending, ah, oh, that must mean that they just really forgot about me, right? So we take the event and quicker than a millisecond, we determine what that means, and then rather than questioning it, we again turn it into something that we should punish ourselves for oh well that's just because i'm such a boring person and really i deserve to not be invited and the rapidity of how quickly this happens is astounding it's literally faster than the speed of light it's it's so quick we take an event and then we say what that means and then we internalize it and we punish ourselves. And it happens over and over and over and over again. And for people that really, really, really are in need of desperate need of recovery, this happens multiple times an hour. It is really quite incredible how damaging it is and how contagious it can be as well. Number seven. Is the inability to let go of pain or correction from others, and instead we relive it over and over again. And this can happen also with like actions that we regret or embarrassing moments or or any number of things. But ultimately, it is our ah, uh, I I hate to say desire. Desire is not quite right. A tendency. It's our tendency to just relive things over and over and over again and I do not have the scientific training nor the professional bandwidth to explain exactly why our brains do this and only some people do this as opposed to others and why some people do it a lot more than others. I don't have the explanation for that. What I do um, have is just this explanation that it does happen and that it is very harmful and that it does get in the way Um, but I'm also here to tell you that if you are experiencing any number of these things they are normal and also you don't have to accept them (laughs) okay so especially with number seven right If you've had a time when like a manager came to you and said, oh, hey, I noticed that this happened on shift. I just want to let you know that uh, we try to avoid that and instead do this. Anyways, you did nothing wrong. Just wanted to let you know, right? what a perfectionist people pleaser overachiever will do at that point is start engaging in negative self-talk and negative self-messages right oh my gosh how could i be so stupid i should have not ever done that like why did they even hire me i'm so inadequate as an employee like i just can't even imagine like why i did that and oh they just they'll replay the mistake quote unquote that they made over and they'll relive it over and over and over and over again and they won't give it a break um same thing happens for like an embarrassing thing right they go into a party they say something that maybe they would have rather not if they had to do it over again and they just spend the whole time reminiscing on it just like oh my gosh why did I say that that was just such an awful thing to say like I should have said this instead like I can't believe and they'll just relive it relive it relive it relive it And it can be really hindering, as you can imagine, because instead of focusing on the future, we're focusing on the past and we are engaging in negative self-talk. We're spiraling. We're just unable to pull it together. So... The best way that I personally have found to work past these things, and again, this is all just like me as a coach, um, me as somebody who is <laughs> a perfectionist, people pleaser, overachiever, right? Um, but ultimately, you get to decide how you want to combat these things if you want to overcome them. But ultimately, the the thing that I have found to be the most helpful is to neutrally observe what happened. Oh, I did this thing on shift. Now I know to not do it. Just facts, just facts, right? And then after we have the facts, say, hmm, if I were to change one thing about the situation, this is what I would change. And then the third thing is I learned from this experience that dot, dot, dot. And then number four, now that I know what happened, I know the facts and I have observed what happened and I know what I would like to change for the future and I know what I learned I am making this decision to move on period and sometimes it takes a couple times of going through this four-step process but just this idea of you know what I'm going to learn what I need to learn to not do it again because I know that I regret it. I observe that I regret it. I know exactly what I'm going to do in the future. I know exactly what I learned and now I'm going to let it go and I don't need to punish myself. I don't need to feel inadequate. I don't need to engage in negative self-talk or negative self-messaging. I can just let it go. So I hope that if any of these sound familiar, you know that you are not alone we're not alone and that there is a path out there is a path to recover from these tendencies and i promise on the other side it is so much brighter and sunnier and the grass is actually greener (laughs) and i have faith and hope that you can Get through these things and I know that recovery is very difficult, but I want you to know that you absolutely deserve to recover. Whatever has occurred in your life to make you um, want to internally do these seven things and repeat them. I promise there is reason for you to deserve to let it go. Like you do deserve to let it go. You do deserve to recover and you are worth it. And if you don't believe it right now, I believe it for you. Wherever you are, whoever you are, you are worth it. And nobody deserves these things that perfectionist people, pleasers and overachievers put themselves through. I promise you. it can get really really ugly so I hope that again you know that you're not alone you know that you're worthy of recovering and that you can recover and I just hope you have a wonderful Friday I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and until next time thanks so much